Welcome into another great edition of Board Check. I'm your host, Jeremy, the Impact York. We're here at Impact Media. We try to bring you our take on all the great things, and sometimes not so great things, that happen in the NHL each week. Today's amazing show is called On an Island. What does that mean? Well, I think you'll be able to see that theme as we get into some things here. First things first, happy hockey day in America. There has been three games in a row on NBCSN. There is a fourth coming up soon. I believe it is Rangers-Penguins. But there had, I mean, there has just been every, all the heavy hitters on there today. It's been a fantastic day. Hope your fantasy teams are doing well. Might have leveled out, but it's fun to play. It's fun to play. Like I said, lots of things we need to get to. We will uh, finish up, as always, talking about the standings and uh, other things to come. First off, let's let's just start on a on an interesting note, maybe a low note, depending on if uh, if he plays on your team or if he's on your fantasy team. Tom Wilson put a hit on Boston's Brandon Carlo that sent him to the hospital. And uh, I do have it on good authority, a.k.a. his coach, that Brandon is um, has been at home. And I don't think he has returned to the rink yet, but uh, seems to be doing better. It's always good when you're out of the hospital. And Tom Wilson had a hearing with the, with the league yesterday. Well, we also heard earlier today what the outcome of that hearing was is that outcome is that Mr. Tom Wilson, Thomas Kirkpatrick Wilson, will not be playing for the next seven games. Now, based on the hit, whether you've seen it or not, you can either go see it. I recommend you don't. Uh, classic Tom Wilson hit. Uh, he's he's been kind of known over the years for for uh, some pretty big hits. Now here's the weird thing: at the time of the hit, he was not penalized, but that doesn't stop the NHL from looking at him, especially when somebody leaves and then goes to the hospital. And uh, I do think that probably tacked on a couple extra games. When you send a guy to the hospital, you're probably getting at least a couple games. But they go and see it. Uh, they they deemed it uh, a little more unnecessary than it should be. You know, you're gonna get hit. You're going to give hits in the NHL. That's not the issue. They're not saying, oh, don't hit people or, oh, don't get in fights or, oh, don't don't uh, uh, bring a little bit of violence to the game. No, there's going to be violence in any game, especially this one. 
what they're saying is, Tom Wilson, stop doing that. I'm a fan of Tom Wilson. I like his play. He reminds me, uh, he's, he's definitely bigger, but it, this is a lot like Brad Marchand of, oddly enough, Boston, who he was facing. Uh, years ago, Brad Marchand was more known for his antics and his, uh, some people said dirty play. I, he just had an unorthodox way of just being a pest. He can still be a pest now, but I said years ago that if Brad Marchand ever put less emphasis on being a pest and more emphasis on playing, his natural talent, he's a top five talent in his league. I seriously put Marshawn's offensive talent against a lot of people. Like I said, I got him in the top five. You may have him top 10, top 12, something like that. But either way, he's a top player in this game. When he's not slew-footing people, when he's not um, just doing some really goofy, odd things. Well, guess what? In the last couple of years, Brad Marchand has stopped with the antics so much. He still does a little bit to mess with you, but he started being great offensive leader, Brad Marchand, and he's doing just that. Well, Tom Wilson, I'm putting the same thing out on you. I like that you're not afraid to put a hit on somebody. I like that you're not afraid to kind of line one up like that. But you had been doing pretty well in scoring and helping your team on the offensive side and playing good defense up until this. And now you're hurting your team. And I'm talking about the Capitals, not your fantasy team or anything like that. You're hurting the Capitals who need everything they can get. They've had a couple setbacks this year. They're still doing pretty well. My goodness, Tom Wilson, just stop. And you're going to get seven games to think about it, which is going to be probably right at a week and a half, maybe two weeks worth of games to uh, to sit. So enjoy sitting, Tom Wilson. Uh, speaking of injuries, Matt Duchesne, Duchesne, however you want to say it, is out three to five weeks, a lower body injury for Nashville. Nashville is going to start trading off pieces soon, I think. They they need all hands on deck, and now when one of your big leaders is going to be out for three to five weeks, outside of bringing in somebody, which I don't think is going to happen, I, I see them starting to move some pieces, because I think they're just far enough out that I don't think they can claw their way back in. But uh, hopefully Matt will, will be up and at them in less than three to five weeks and healthy and everything, and we wish him a speedy recovery. Uh, we'll, we'll just see. Like I said, Nashville... Just needs a lot of help. They've, uh, I'm not real sure what happened because uh, they didn't necessarily get old like the Kings because the Kings are actually putting it back together, or or the uh, Sharks that are still making a pretty good go of it. I just maybe it's just bad matchups for Nashville, but they're having a rough year. The Flames, of course, they can Jeff Ward, their head coach, couple uh, a couple days ago. They have brought in Daryl Sutter. Yeah, that Daryl Sutter. The one who has coached the Kings that I mentioned, the Sharks that I mentioned. He's coached the Blackhawks, and he's uh, also coached Calgary before. He says there's some unfinished business, and he very much wants to He very much wants to uh, finish that business. Uh, he comes in with, a, with 634 wins. 467 losses, 83, uh, I guess, 
He comes in at 634, 467, and 83. He has 101 ties in 17 seasons behind the bench. As uh, if you're watching the game that currently just came on Rangers Penguins, you would say Jabinajad just went top shelf, and it is one nothing Rangers less than two minutes in. Somewhere, uh, Greg and Ryan are uh, ecstatic. Probably Greg more than Ryan because he probably has some skin in the game. Either way, shout out to those guys. But yeah, they're bringing in Daryl Sutter. The Flames are, are trying to, to hang on and trying to stay up in, in the Team Canada division, as I call it. You know, they needed a change. They wanted a, a different philosophy, and uh, Daryl Sutter definitely going to bring that. Uh, Jeff Ward will, will end up somewhere else. They they uh, kind of trade off coaches ever so often. Uh, he'll end up on somebody's staff or something here soon. But, you know, let's see what Coach Daryl can do up in Calgary. I'd Maybe it'll help him out. And if not, by the end of the year, they'll can him and look for somebody else. Just how hockey works. Uh, Keith Yandel played in his 1,000th game today as Florida took on Carolina. That game is still going on. I'm pretty sure it's... Uh... Well, let's see if it is. It was it was 4-2 to two Carolina. Uh, just a handful of minutes ago, so I would imagine it's it's pretty close to that now. But uh, 1,000 games, you got to think that is 82 at a time, which uh, is is pretty crazy. 82 at a time plus playoffs. Um, if you spend all that time on Florida, you probably didn't see the playoffs a lot. That is just a ton of games. And uh, shout out to him. I think he is uh, in his mid 30s. He could seriously make a run at you know, 1300 or, or something like that. Either way, congratulations, Keith Gandel, on your 1,000th game. The Canucks are doubling down, or at least the Canucks uh, owner is doubling down. He, uh, want, you know, he come out last week and he said, we're not, we're not going to get a different GM. We're not going to get a different head coach. I just think uh, we can refocus some things, and uh, this is the staff I want to keep. Well, he doubled down on that. He wants to give head coach Travis Green an extension. I can see that. You, you've seen some, you've seen some things here in the last few weeks to show that uh, Canucks have some signs of life. They they've rebounded. They've had some decent wins here and there. You know, I can see that. The Team Canada division is just beating the crap out of them, though. But uh, I could see, you know, going forward some some. Uh, some good things out of green so you know good for them and like i said he doubles down on it so he's serious when he says i want to keep these guys around uh brent seabrook hangs up his skates he played 15 years with chicago blackhawks he won three cups uh just overall really good solid player he's, he's one you build uh you definitely build a Help build a team around. He's a big cornerstone. Uh, he, he just had a nagging hip injury that is just not responding the way he wants it to. So he decided to hang up the skates. Like I said, three cups, 15 years in Chicago. He should be in their rafters in a couple years. And if he's not, then they're not paying attention. Um, Chicago needs a lot. You know, need some stuff. They they've rebounded, did some good things, but at the same time, uh, they're they're kind of just trying to hang on and, and rebuild all at once. 
we'll see what happens with that. But, uh, you know, hopefully Seabrook can, can get healthy. And once he gets healthy, uh, hopefully he can do some things post-career. Uh, he might get into coaching or, or, I mean, who knows what he wants to get into. But you hate that he had to hang it up a little earlier than he may have wanted to and not go out on his own terms. But at the same time, uh, at least beside the hip, he goes out relatively unscathed. The great Walter Gretzky passes away at age 82. Of course, he is Wayne Gretzky's father, his dad. Uh, the Oilers did a moment of silence in his honor earlier today, or uh, actually yesterday, I believe, before the game. And a lot of people were like, uh, wanted to know what Walter did to contribute to the game. Real simple. He raised Wayne the right way. Wayne's a great upstanding citizen. He's a great human. And he taught him the game and taught him to play it the right way. Nobody ever said anything bad about Gretzky because there's nothing there's nothing to say. So, you know, thoughts, prayers, and condolences to the Gretzky family. Uh, Walter, from, from what I read and from what other people have said that I've listened to, is just a was just a fantastic guy. Uh, you, you hate it for the family like that, but um, yeah, thanks, thanks, Walter, for uh, all the great things you did for the game and and all the great things you did as a good human. Mark Pavlich passed away as well at age sixty three. He he was uh, the guy who had the game winning assist in the Miracle on Ice winning goal. Uh, I think he had fallen into some health issues, and uh, I, we don't know any more about his passing except for that he passed. But if you go go back and watch Miracle on Ice, uh, you, you'll easily find Mark Pavlich. And uh, once again, thoughts, prayers, and condolences to the Pavlich family. That uh, He seemed like a super guy. He played one of the most pivotal roles in American hockey history, and uh, he'll never be forgotten, his contributions on and off the ice. The Islanders win five, have won five straight. Don't look now, but those Islanders are getting hot again, just like they did last year and the year before that. Uh, they're kind of slow starters sometimes, but the Islanders have picked up big wins. They're in a rough division. They actually won again today. I believe that's going to make six in a row. You know, these divisions are a lot of times just is for the most part the ones you had beforehand. But they added in a couple teams because they kind of divided up a few of the divisions. And the Islanders have kind of, like I said, had a rough go of it early. They've been able to rebound. They are moving forward. They are uh, doing some, some good things. And you got to watch them because they're a team that if they get in the playoffs, they can not only wreck some teams and end their seasons early. They get hot enough, they could uh, they could rifle through and see them right there in the finals. Uh, something I know uh, Islander fans have been looking for for a while, and they want to see that consistent uh, cup presence like they did years ago. You know, because you got to think uh, they're they're not only in winning six in a row. They now lead their division. They're in a division with Buffalo, New Jersey, New York, 
Pittsburgh, Philly, Boston, and Washington. Those are uh, there are at least four other teams that are looking to hammer them and knock them out of first. Uh, you never you never know if the Rangers can rebound. They could use the win tonight. But hey, anytime one of the one of the old school teams are doing well, unless they're your rival, uh, it, it's always good to see. And it's it's good to see teams like the Islanders rebuild and get back in. It's good to see Toronto. It's good to see uh, Boston, you know, those teams back in. I, I look forward to the days when Detroit gets back in it because when I was getting into hockey, you know, uh, mid to late 90s and, and even there for a while, the that team that was uh, Dominic Hoshik, it was Steve Eiserman, it was Sergei Fedorov, it was Paul Coffey. It was all the big heavy hitters, and and uh, I used to follow Detroit pretty well. I really liked a lot of those players. Uh, I think Dino Cicerelli still played for them. It was just uh, Lindstrom, can't forget him, one of the best defensemen of all time. I think I got his name right. It's been a while since I thought about him. Uh, Nicholas Lindstrom, that sounds, sounds right. I hope I got the right guy. But it'll be nice to see Detroit get back to their winning ways. Uh, they, they've gotten pretty close in recent years, and then they just, it, it just fell apart. So we will see. We will see what happens from uh, from here on out. But right now, I mean, they're, they're only a, a point behind Dallas. They're, they're a couple points behind Nashville and a few more before they get to Columbus. I mean, there's a chance Detroit puts together a win streak. They could, uh, they could jump on up in there. We'll love uh, We'll see how that goes. Uh, Nathan McKinnon was skating again, or back skating again today. Uh, as far as people on an island, you got to think Tom Wilson's on an island with what he did. Uh, if you're Matt Duchesne, you're kind of out on an island when you're injured like that. You're watching your, your friends play. Uh, Jeff Ward, out on, he's on an island because uh, he's no longer the head coach of the Flames. Uh, Brent Seabrook, because he left, you know. Uh, Nate McKenna has kind of been on an island since Friday. He was hit in the head before Friday, and then he was scratched from Friday's game with lingering effects from that hit to the head, a.k.a. that sounds like a concussion. Here's the thing with the concussion, and I know this season I probably haven't had the concussion talk. Uh, I know I know a decent amount of, about concussions. I, I can't confirm that I've ever had one. I probably have. And there's a good chance almost everybody has. But at the same time, I know a lot about them because I've been around athletes and medical experts and, and uh, concussion experts and, and just had all kinds of discussions. I've read up all kinds of things. Uh, if, if you want to learn a lot about them, Chris Nowinski has a really good book about them that, that will help you out a lot. But see, here's the thing. You could uh, get hit in the head right now and technically have a concussion. And not have any symptoms. It'd be perfectly fine. And a couple days from now, start to show the symptoms. You know, kind of like the coronavirus to a point. They're completely different, a head injury and a virus. But it's the same way where you could actually have the condition and not know it for a couple days. But he was smart enough to say, hey, something's not right. So they scratched him from the game. They they got him checked out. And and, uh, they're working on it now. And uh, like I said, he has returned to skating on the ice again. We'll just have to see, hopefully, in the next few days, if he returns, 
to action. Kaylor Yamamoto uh, for the Oilers was fined uh, almost four grand for the very dangerous trip he had on Rasmus Anderson. And here is the cool thing about this. Because you think, what's the cool thing about that? He, he like he intended to injure uh, Rasmus, and he might have. Uh, here's the cool thing: this particular fine, that almost four grand, it's like uh, thirty-eight hundred something. It's it's usually a percentage of your. A lot of times, it's it's set to a certain percentage of your contract. You know, it could be two percent of your game pay, or what, I don't know what it is, something like that. But the cool thing about this is, is that fine money, when he pays it, will go to the Players Emergency Assistance Fund. thought that was really cool that they do that and uh, that, that a lot of the fines go to, you know, don't just go to the league. They go to these uh, funds and other things to help people in need. thought that was a really cool thing that they did. I didn't realize they did that, but learned something new today. Now. Let's talk about the standings real quick, and then we will be on our merry way on this hockey day in America. That was pretty cool. I did not know there was a hockey day in America, but in accidentally finding out, got to watch a, just a ton of games on TV, which uh, in this area, outside the Atlanta area, doesn't always come to fruition. We have to find alternate ways to watch games a lot of times, but hey, we do what we can. Uh, let's start. Let's start with the Honda West, where the Vegas Golden Knights still hold a two-point lead over the St. Louis Blues. That is 33-31. to 31. 28 points for Colorado, who is looking to get McKinnon back, as we said. 27 points for Minnesota, who is still a little bit of a surprise to me. An even bigger surprise is two points out of the fourth spot there is the L.A. Kings. Hey, don't call it a comeback. The Arizona Coyotes are also at 25 points, just a couple points back of that fourth spot. Anaheim Ducks, who are anything but mighty, have 20. And a point behind that, the San Jose Sharks, who maybe the Sharks are circling themselves. They, uh, I, I see some changes coming soon there. I don't know that they're going to start selling off parts necessary, necessarily. I think they're going to change a lot of the ways they do things. That moves us to the Mass Mutual East. Where the New York Islanders, as I mentioned earlier, are leading with 34 points. Hey, when a six in a row will help you do that. Washington is four points behind with 30. Boston, who... Uh, just lost, just got shut out by the Devils, is at 29. Philadelphia has 27, and they are tied with Pittsburgh, who is playing right now, who also has 27, but Philly has the tiebreaker. The Rangers have 23. The Devils have 18. I don't know if this includes the ones they just got. And Buffalo bringing up the rear with 15. The cool thing is, is we found out that um, a couple of the stars for Buffalo have said they want to stick around in Buffalo. They they're you know they didn't look around and say hey things are bad I want to get out. They said I want to stick around, including uh, including uh, Mr. Hall and I believe Mr. Stahl. Eric Stahl said the same thing that uh, they want to stick around and see this thing through. That's a good sign. We see it all the time in the NFL when things start to go awry that people jump ship. 
Not in the NHL, not so much. The Discover Central. You've got Tampa Bay Lightning, the defending champs, with 36 points. You've got Carolina at 35, just behind them. Uh, I do not know if that includes the win they just got. As I told you, it was 4-2 uh, uh, to two over the Panthers. But uh, the Panthers have 34 there right behind them. Chicago with 31. They uh, are still looking to find a few key pieces, and I think they can still make a good run. You got Columbus with 25. There's a big gap in this one. Not the biggest gap, though. We'll get to that in a minute. Nashville with 20. Dallas with 18. Detroit with 17. That leads us to the Scotia North, where the Toronto Maple Leafs have 38 points. The Winnipeg Jets are in second with 31. Yep, there's a seven-point gap between first and second. Ouch. Not to be outdone, the Oilers have 30, and the Canadians have 28. Calgary has 24. The coaching change, they're trying to hope that will boost them up. They're tied with Vancouver, who has 24 as well, and Ottawa, who is just happy they got invited to the party at 17. Just overall been a, uh, a pretty solid week. It's, it's been a, a fun season up until now because of, of the way these things are, are going. Uh, we'll see if things get a little more normalized by next season. But until then, let's enjoy this season. Uh, real quickly, let's get into some uh, league leaders. In goals, you have Austin Matthews. With 18, you have Connor McDavid with 15, and you have Tyler Toffoli, the former Manchester Monarch, with 15 as well. Uh, Connor McDavid has 28 assists to lead that. Patrick Kane has 27. That is also helping Chicago stay in the race. And Leon Dreisaitl has 26. Think about that. That is a combined 54 assists for the two top players for Edmonton, their teammates. That's crazy. Of course, that means in points, Connor McDavid has 43, Patrick Kane has 38, and Leon Dreisaitl has 36. Still putting up the numbers, guys. Still putting up the numbers. Let's go to the goalies. Where, you know what, these other two guys are hurt, uh, Mrazek and Campbell. So I will say the goals against average leader is Marc-Andre Fleury at 1.60. That is incredible. Save percentage, I'm going to go Mark andre Fleury again at, at 9.42. Andre Vasilevsky of the Lightning has 15 wins. Philip Grubauer has 12 and a couple other. Let's see, who are the other two that have 12? Frederick Anderson of Tampa and Mark andre Fleury of the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, so much for Fleury being uh, on his way out, right? Right. In shutouts, Fleury has four. Andre Vasilevsky has three. Let's see who else has three. Here we go. There we go. John Gibson of the Ducks has three. It's, it's crazy because they're not winning a lot of games, but he's shutting them out about a third of the time. And uh, Philip Grubauer on top of uh, Semyon Varlamov for the surging Islanders. That is pretty much all I have for this week. 
hopefully that catches you up on all the things you want to know about, need to know about, thought you uh, couldn't live without. As always, you can give us feedback here on Board Check. You know, all the ways to reach out to us um, on Twitter. We have our own account there, at Board Check. You can catch at the Impact 99 on any of the social medias. You can look us up, Board Check, on Facebook. And uh, send us, and if you go to the iTunes store, you can rate, review, make sure you tell them it's Board Check because all three of our shows are tied into the same iTunes account. But you can rate, review, subscribe. You can do all those fun things in the iTunes store. I think you can still leave us comments and questions on Spotify and, and all the other places you may find our show. Launchpad DM, all those ma- magical places. But I'm Jeremy the Impact Lord. We will see you guys next week. Go watch hockey, peeps. <laughs>